0: Audio. Welcome to Crosswalk Talk. I am your host, Michael Faust. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I can't wait for you to hear from our guest. Please note that the interview in this episode was previously recorded. Check out our show notes for more information. If you want to see this interview on video, then check out Crosswalk's YouTube channel, which is linked in today's show notes. Willie and Corey, thanks so much for joining me today. Good to be here. Thanks
1: for having us.
0: Movie is the blind. It comes out September the 28th uh, at theblindmovie.com and it's incredible. I watched it this weekend. I had tears at the end. Willie, you're the baby in the movie. What do you remember about that time with your dad?
2: I really don't have any memories. I guess I'll call it pre-Jesus for Phil and Kay, even though I was, I would think I was a two-year-old in the movie. It was actually played by my grandson, John Shepard. Uh, so he was, uh, that was his first acting gimmick getting to play as grandpa. And, uh, uh, so I didn't have a lot of lines or I guess he didn't have a lot of lines in the movie. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of cool, but I really, you know, my earliest memories were probably once the movie ends, that's probably when I started, uh, having memories. And so I could always sense it and feel that, you know, that my parents had come out of some tragedy and damage for sure but yeah my, most of my memories uh thank the lord are from you know really the healing process and then uh, doing really good and being great people
0: at what point did you realize that your dad did have that past though were you much older
2: no i wouldn't no i wouldn't say much older i mean it was you know i think like the movie i mean Bill and Kay are pretty much an open book about their life so that was pretty much open information <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. you know i don't know what's how young I was, but I can remember like, oh, they came, you know, they came through a lot. And
1: it's that's, no feel, you know, he's pretty blunt. So he'll yeah. tell you, tell you like it is. And so yeah. he's always done that. And I think also he's always used his story as testimony to help other people. You know, right. if it if it can help someone else by him telling the hard parts of his life, he'll do it.
2: And that's probably where I heard it was him sharing his faith with many other people and then him referencing you know, his own life and his own struggles. And so, uh, yeah, so we always knew that. And that was always kind of a larger than life character anyway. So I would hear stories from other people just about uh, a lot of the craziness and uh, what all happened at that bar, and, you know, in their lives. So the movie depicts your mom struggling just
0: with life. You know, she's, she's not able to buy food. Um, she's, there's a scene in there where she's at church and I don't know if you were in that scene or not, and you're your character, the young young boy. But she has no money for Christmas presents, and they take money from the Christmas tree. I mean, they take presents from the Christmas tree.
2: What do you remember about poverty during that time? Now that I remember a lot of, and even though I don't remember not getting any presents, but certainly they were limited. Um, Money was always an issue. You know, we would, you know, I mean, that's just kind of the way we. Had conversation was that we don't have a lot of money, you know, and so at the time dad was mostly fishing. I mean, the duck call was still like a dream, you know, kind of getting off the ground, but most all our income came from, um, really just fishing the river. So it was according to how uh-huh. the fish ran as to how much money we would have. So, uh, so yeah, we didn't grow up with a lot for sure. It's a very,
0: very gritty movie. Uh, it's, it goes places that a lot of faith films don't go. In terms of showing just how dark it was, uh, give me both of you. Give me your thoughts on uh, maybe who the who the target audience is and and how you wanted to impact people.
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult because Doug Dynasty, our show, is you know it's a funny family show, and so we're telling the backstory of it, and it it is dark, it's gritty, it's hard, but you know we just felt like it's important to be honest about that because I think you can see a family on television and think oh this upward trajectory toward success and their life, life must have always been perfect. But actually that is really far from the case. You know, there was alcoholism and uh, addiction and adultery, adultery and all those and all things, things as part of their story. And we thought, you know, we, you, you really need to see the dark side to, to understand the light, you know, to understand God's grace and his redemption and his covering for even what someone would look at and be like, the I worst were sinners. Exactly. And um, so it was important for us to to actually
0: accurately tell that story. What about you, Willie? What do you think about that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the same thing. I think, you know, whatever it takes to get the gospel out, you know, we're willing to do that or talk about that. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, to to think that we didn't come from a lot that that was it was so apparent to us of where we'd come out of. And then also with business and success, you know, and just realize that none of those things will online i mean everything looked like it was going to be pretty desperate you know and so um the things you know mom and dad did in business were extraordinary part of that what was that story as well and kind of where he got you know that idea and you know he told me one time he said i just i was once i finally got sober i could finally actually think about business (laughs) and so so that was holding him back a lot it was just from the lifestyle he was living he just couldn't uh, seem to focus and he he had all this talent and he had a you know he got his master's degree from Louisiana Tech and so and they had come out of extreme poverty when I talked about us being poor but I mean they were like poverty and so it was almost like he had all this hope and expectation and had gotten out of the situation looked like his life was going somewhere and then there was just this tragedy of him just wasting it you know just throwing it away and so that I think that that comes across in the movie as well.
0: Was there sort of a generational um, a breaking of some sort of generational? I'm not sure what the, the word is there, but of course, the his the, the movie depicts his mother as struggling. At, was it mental illness? Is that what she struggled struggled with? And then, you know, her. I mean, Mr. Phil's mother struggling with mental illness, and then uh, his father,
2: I believe, died an early death. He didn't, he didn't die an early death. He had broken his back. So my grandfather worked in the oil field, as most of the people around that area did. In Northwest Louisiana, so once he broke his back, that's when you know really times got hard. And my grandmother did suffer with mental illness. However, I mean, the movie we can only show, you know, we were showing parts of that, but she was actually a stable force in in our lives. And so she was just kind of have these uh, we would call them spells or she would just go off and and have to get medicated and get back on the right track. And so, um, uh, but she was kind of a one of the stable forces in all the families, especially when it was crazy. But um, I think it was generational, but it was also just the times. I mean, this is, you know, you're talking about feels more in the 40s. So you're just coming out of, you know, the depression and, you know, it was, uh, you know, generational, but also I think it was just hard times. You know, it was hard times in that area. And especially there wasn't as much of a safety net, you know, if someone, you know, if you break your back and, you know, my grandfather had served in the Navy and there just wasn't you know when something happens to you you're just looking at being very very poor You know, and just couldn't make ends meet so
1: i was thinking there's also a phrase that she used a few times through the film who's the man and that's something
2: that
1: <laughs> who's a man who's a man? <laughs> who's a man yeah i heard that a lot <laughs> and <laughs> Willie remembers hearing that a lot growing up and that was something that was kind of de- that pressure you know that pressure that phil felt from a very young age and all of the kids because their mom was in in and out of mental hospitals or dad, you know, had a broken back, wasn't able to work. So they're that pressure of like, who's the man? And like, so show that you can prove you can do it all. And then when, you know, when you hit rock bottom, you're like, oh, I, I can't do it all. I don't have it. I don't have it all together. And that's when Jesus comes in and you're like, oh, I don't have to because there's someone who has taken this for me. And that's really a big, big part of theme in the message of the movie as well.
0: Let's talk about that scene briefly because I was really impacted by how the movie ended because, you know, it goes from the, the the movie itself. And then all of a sudden you see your dad on screen, Willie, and he's talking kind of like in a white chair type of moment talking to the screen. Why was it important to end like that with your dad in real
2: life? Yeah, that actually wasn't my decision. In fact, when I saw the movie, I didn't realize they'd put that on there. But I was so glad they did. Um, so I was at your car. I didn't
1: see Jace, I think, is the one who thought oh, about okay. it. When when he sh- we showed Jace the first time of the film, he was like, you know, I think it'd be cool if you actually saw Phil at the end. We had planned on putting some kind of like older clips of him, but to see him at 77 years old, you know, have lived the life and let him tell it from his his own voice. Yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, it turned out
2: really, really But I did think that was a great part to see where Phil had come out of now if you, if you know of Doug Dynasty, nice, so you know about the show, you know, the success. Cause so you kind of know where it all ends up, you know, as you're watching the movie, if you know our story, but just to have him kind of the way he sees it and the, the how important faith is and became in his life, you know, it wasn't obviously up until 28 years old. And then, but from, you know, for the next 50 years, it it just yeah. literally the number one thing in his life and what he wanted just to share passionately, no matter what, no matter whether it hurt, hurt the business. And, you know, this is a guy who was, when he started doing like duck call demonstrations, uh, he had a friend say, Phil, you can't talk about your faith. You're going to have to separate that from your business. It's going to kill your business. And, and Phil said, so, well, I live such a bad life. I just feel like I have to talk about this and, and no matter what happens. And uh, obviously it worked out well uh, that he kept talking about his faith because business thrived as well. And so, um, but just seeing him and how passionate he was at, at the at the older stage of life was important. Amen to that. And, of course, your Uncle Cy is depicted in the film as well.
0: There's a few funny moments of, uh, that people can kind of see the parallel in the show as well. And there's also this large table moment at the end where all the characters are at a table. Was that kind of a parallel to the Duck Dynasty as well? Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah, because, you know, this this movie is so different than Duck Dynasty, but we wanted, you know, people to kind of feel that moment there at the end. And the dinner table is, which is why we had it on Duck Dynasty as well. It's such a critical piece of the Robertson family and their story. And like, we love to sit around a dinner table and we think the family dinner table is so important. So, yeah, that was a little nod to that. And I think it turned out really neat. I cry on that part every time. I don't know why. It's like something about that makes me emotional. It's like, this You see this family has been through this tough, tough time, and then all of a sudden they're able to, like, enjoy one another and enjoy a meal together. That may, makes me emotional every time I see it.
2: Yeah, I think the dinner table is, it was important on Doug Dicey, but even more so, I think, on this movie. One, because that spot at the end of the table where Phil's at uh, on the movie and also in Doug Diesty where he takes that, that spot on the table You got to realize it wasn't too far back where he wasn't in that spot. You know, he wasn't sitting there. And so that dinner day was just us and mom and, and Mm -hmm. really looked like a visual of how our life was going to be. So there was such an appreciation just to have the family, but even growing up, you know, and I think because it was a different time, because during that time, we, we, we we hardly ever ate out. There was no drive through. It was, that was a special time. And that was where we kind of had that time every Evening, you know, we would sit there and eat dinner. We would tell stories and share stories. And so it was so impactful for me, you know, as, as life is now, it's hard to, you know, we have to be really intentional by just having that one time where we're all together, uh, maybe in a week. And so for us, it was just every day. And my grandparents were there. It was everybody who kind of lived around us were there. There's always a couple of spots too for whoever else was there, whoever, you know, we're sharing our faith with or. Friends or something. So that was important. And that to me when I see it on the movie, it's like the beginning version of what yeah. you end ended up seeing on Duck Batteries.
1: And the fun part is you see the legacy. So we included so Jeff ben is born by this time, by the time you see that part of the film. So he's there yeah. depicted by one of his sons, actually. And you know, Sy's wife is now in the picture and the different um Jan, Phil's sister, her husband's in the picture. So it just shows that son, legacy.
2: Jan's son plays. Yeah, yeah, he's in that as yeah. well. So. so there was some insight Thomas, for us. like oh, that, oh, that's.
1: that generational legacy that is impacted whenever you change your life, whenever a family sticks together, a family turns to Jesus, That's there's a generational impact. It doesn't just impact you. And so that also kind of depicted that in the film.
0: It's a powerful film, and I encourage people to go see it. It's The Blind. It comes out September the 28th. And folks can learn more information at TheBlindMovie.com. Willie and Corey, thanks so much. Thank you, bye.
2: Appreciate
0: it. If you enjoyed today's interview, please make sure to subscribe and share the episode with a friend. A big thanks to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. See you next time.